Hello, and welcome to Educators to Educators podcast. I'm Carrie Conover, and this is episode number 30, four ed tech jobs that are a natural fit for a teacher. If you're a regular listener to Educators to Educators podcast, you know that I've been having mic issues, and it's not resolved yet. But I'm going to keep on keeping on, keep recording this podcast. I'm sorry if the sound quality isn't perfect. I'm working on it. But getting a good podcasting microphone is a big investment, and I want to make sure I can do my research before I take that leap and purchase a new mic. So I'm going to keep on keeping on. I'm sorry about the sound. Thanks for the support and understanding. Today, I'm going to jump right into it. I'm going to talk about four ed tech jobs that are a natural fit for you as a teacher if you're thinking about making the leap out of the classroom and into an education company career. Now, you may be sitting there thinking, well, I don't know if I'd be qualified for any jobs at an education company. I've been a teacher for like three years, or I've been a teacher for 14 years. That is just simply not true. If you really want to go work for an education company, there are many jobs that could be a great fit for you. As a matter of fact, I've been coaching someone who's been in the classroom for 17 years And he's his final round of interviews at a job at a big education company right now. This person had no sales experience and might get a job in sales. So there are a lot of really great fits if you want to get a job at an education company. Before I jump into the four jobs, I just want to say, and I want to make this clear, and I say it every time I talk about this, I want happy teachers to stay in the classroom and teach I want you to stay there. I want you to, you know, give back to our students and influence our youth in a very positive way. And I'm very passionate about that. And I do a lot of work at E2E to help support teachers to stay in the classroom. But some teachers want more and they want a challenge. And if they're going to leave the classroom one way or the other, I want them to go to an education company and contribute to curriculum and products that are influencing school districts across the country. So I just want to give that disclaimer before I jump in. All right, so we're going to talk about sales, customer success, curriculum, design, and professional development. Usually on E2E, I like to keep it to three bullet points, but for this one, I had to go to four, so I apologize. So let's start talking about, first of all, the different types of education companies you can work at. So you can work at a startup, which is a usually anywhere from one person to probably 50 people that are working on a new product or at a new company. Startups are really fun to work at. I worked at one for three years. And then you have various different types and sizes of companies all the way up to large companies like Discovery Education, a fabulous company that I worked at, or a publishing house like McGraw-Hill. You could work at all different types and sizes of companies. So within those companies, obviously at a smaller company, there aren't going to be as many different role types and variations on a role or different levels of a role. But at a larger company, there's going to be a whole division around sales and a whole division around customer success and a whole professional development division. So just keep that in mind as I'm talking through this. So let's get started with sales. There are two different types of roles that you could take in sales. So you could take what's called a inside sales role where you're doing more work like on the phone or on webinars. 
And you might be working with building principals or, you know, smaller school district superintendents to make sure that they purchase the product that you're trying to sell. Then there's more of an outside sales role. And so that's where you're going in person to meet with principals or superintendents to get them to use your company's product in their school or school district. Now, a lot of times people coming out, teachers coming out of the classroom might start in inside sales just to kind of get their wheels turning and to be onboarded into sales and then transition into the more outside role where you're selling kind of bigger contracts. Now, the companies are different ways. Now, sometimes inside sales are a team that are ramping up school districts and looking for leads of school districts that want to use a product such as the one you're selling. And then you hand that lead over to the, the sales team that's going out in the field and meeting with that person face to face. So if you think sales might be interesting for you, you could start an inside sales and ramp your way up, or you could go to a company that's willing to train and onboard you. So I'll give you a hint. Companies are constantly looking for great, great salespeople, and they're hungry for people that want to do sales. So if you want to do outside sales and you love to travel, I mean, I wasn't in sales. I was more in customer success, but my uh, startup company loved to use me in sales meetings, and I got to see our entire country from New York to California. Like I drove the coast of California. I Florida. I mean, I saw our entire nation through this job and it was so, so fun. Um, so if you're interested in sales, uh, some of the attributes that you might have, like if you're very confident, if you like to speak in front of people, if you love to get up in front of, you know, groups of people and speak, if you're a fast learner and super organized and willing to kind of put your ego to the side to learn how to be a salesperson, you might be a really, really great candidate for sales at an education company. And don't let the word sales scare you. Sales is actually really, really fun. And in the education field, it is all about building great relationships. So if you're a great relationship builder, sales might be just the place for you. All right, let's talk customer success. This is where I spent my entire career in education companies is in customer success and leading customer success teams. So customer success is when the sales team sale, sells uh, a product to a district and they sign a contract, the job of the customer success team is to make sure all the things in the contract happen. So this job can be anything from at a small startup, you might do all the professional development, make sure every all the buttons are pushed to get the product working and make sure that it gets started. You might uh, not only make sure that the the product gets implemented, you might be in charge of getting the sale renewed and the contract signed so that they renew year after year. At a larger company, you may only focus on implementation and making sure everything in that contract is delivered and you might travel. So this customer success could be done totally virtually in some companies, but in other companies like me, I was still flying all over the nation uh, making sure that everything was implemented and I was meeting with superintendents. Um, as you kind of work your way up into customer success, you might be standing in front of some of the largest school districts in the nation talking to them about what went well in implementation. So if you love data, if you like looking at data, if you love giving presentations, also this is a huge job in which relationship building is so important 
if you know how to build trust with other people, if you're articulate, customer success is a great place to start. Now, in general, with sales and customer success, uh, you get paid a salary and there's usually some type of a bonus structure involved there. I'm not going to go too much into detail there. If you take my course, Classroom to Boardroom, you will learn all of these specifics about salary, how to nail the job, more I'll dive in deeper about how to like kind of get ready for those interviews if you were to get an interview in sales and customer success. Okay, let's move on to curriculum design and professional development. So in curriculum design, this is a role, and I'm speaking generally here, in which you're working more independently within a company. So if you're writing curriculum or curating curriculum for a curriculum design team, you're going to spend a lot of time with your headphones on, looking at your computer, curating and writing content. So I found in my experience that a lot of the curriculum design team were more introverted people that like to work independently. That doesn't mean that you can't be an extroverted person who works in curriculum. I actually spent a summer at one of my companies helping out the curriculum design team, I loved it, and I'm a super outgoing, extroverted person. Now, I have to say, I was happy to get back to customer success and get in front of our customers, but it was super, super fun. People who work in curriculum design and curriculum content writing are usually uh, very, extremely detail-oriented people. So you have to really know your stuff. You really need to know your standards and curriculum And you also need to be a really detail-oriented, task-oriented person, okay? Because you're building the product in that curriculum. Um, One thing I will say is I do get questions a lot where people are like, I'm really successful on Teachers Pay Teachers. I'm thinking I could go write curriculum for a company. Yes and no. So you have to realize that in your Teachers Pay Teachers store, you're in full control of the content that you're writing and what you release, and it's all under your name. When you go to work for a product, you have to write curriculum that fits that product's mission. And sometimes the stuff you write might be used, and sometimes it just may not pass the test. So just be aware that you're going to lose some of that creative free, creative freedom if you, um, if you are a big teacher's pay teacher's person now. You're going to have to, when you're writing for a company, it's really what they want written and done. Okay, let's talk about professional development. So professional development kind of falls in two categories. So you might be hired full-time by a company, and all you do is go and do professional development for that company on their product. So when I first left the classroom, I was in customer success. I was at a smaller company. So not only was I responsible for the implementation and all the tech stuff, I was also responsible for delivering all the PD. Now, I loved that I was at a smaller company in customer success because guess what? I learned every single part of that company. I knew I was close with our engineers because I knew the tech. I could talk to tech directors. I had to deliver the professional development, which I absolutely loved. Plus, I did the contracting. I mean, I did everything. And guess what? That set me up for so much success in being an entrepreneur right now. So I love that I got that start. But going back to professional development, so in that first job, a lot of what I did was PD. Now, I got to have some creative uh, freedom around that professional development, but the objective of the PD was that the teachers knew how to use the product and would be set up for success using the product. 
So PD, you could be full-time doing PD for a company. That PD could be part of a customer success job, or you could become an independent contractor that does professional development for various companies. So I know one company where the, as an independent contractor, you say, okay, next month I want to work five days. I can work these five days. And then they fill your calendar with professional development. So um, those contractors also are required to work for more than one company. So they can't just work for that company. So they're employed by maybe another, I don't want to use any company names, but they might be employed by two different companies doing professional development. Now, here's the good word there. There's some real money that can happen in doing professional development as a contract employee. So if this is a path that you want to take, I really highly suggest you do your research on becoming an independent contractor and what that means for you for taxes and other just liabilities and financial, you know, things that you need to understand before you take that leap from the classroom. So if you are interested in what I'm talking about here, I mean, I could talk for hours and hours about jobs in ed tech and how I made the transition from the classroom to the boardroom. Here are two other opportunities that can get you to where you want to be. So number one, on March 22nd, we're doing the virtual teacher career conference. It is going to be amazing. We're going to talk about this type of stuff, but we're also going to talk about how you can be a teacher entrepreneur, how you can go for your national boards. You can learn all about different career paths and hear from experts that are actually taking those paths. Um, I highly suggest you listen to episode 29 where I talk about the different pathways for careers. So definitely spend the money on yourself and go. We keep our ticket prices super low here at E2E because you're teachers and we appreciate and love you and we don't want to put you out. So go check that ticket out at educatorstoeducators.com. When you're there, check out my more intense course. So I have a course called Classroom to Boardroom. And this is the course for you if you are ready to make this transition. And right now, guys, it is January and February. It's the beginning of the year. And if you're thinking about making a change for next year, you need to start that training and thought process right now. Do not wait till this summer. It is too late in the summer. You're going to be too stressed. And frankly, the hiring season for education companies starts right now and lasts till about May or June. So um, yes, they are hiring over the summer, but you want to have your resume together. You want to be ready to go. So check out that career conference to get you started. We're going to have a resume writing workshop. But if you really want this intense training and you want to get that interview for a job at an education company, join us for Classroom to Boardroom. We have a new session that is just getting ready to start. You do the whole thing virtually, and it is um, really going to help you get that dream job. All right, so the four jobs that you can consider transitioning to into an education company are sales, customer success, curriculum design, and professional development. I hope this has helped all of you think about potential career paths for you, but for right now, thank you for being a teacher and dedicating your lives to our children, and until next time, my friends, keep on teaching on.